What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 35 of PlayStation Unchained, one half of PSU.com's podcast output. As you can tell, I'm your co-host, Mike Harridance, and joining me again is my co-host, Ben Shirabir-Hall. Say hi, Ben. Hello. How are you today? I'm good, man. I'm good, thanks. I, uh, I had to get a uh, replacement um, step-down converter for my US GameCube, and I got it working, so I'm a happy bunny today. Uh, how about you, dude? Uh, pretty good, but I think we need a replacement server as well at this rate. Yeah, we're as <laughs> as we're recording this, we're um the site has actually been down for was it twelve hours? It's got to be more than twelve hours now. Yeah, a, a long ass time for that place, which is just um it is as we see in Russia is complete bullshit. And funny as we talk Russian because we also have Gary uh, whose name I cannot pronounce, so I will try. Hello, Gary. <laughs> oh, comrades, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Good to have you on podcast again. Thank you. I much appreciate being on. Yeah, it's, it's good to have you on again, man. How have you been lately, Gary? You've been good? I've been pretty good. Uh, you know, just been working, playing some games. I had two How games to review at the same time, so I was kind of burned out. Uh, that reminds me, actually. It's funny. Um, I will, um, as soon as we can actually get um, onto the site, I will publish your latest review, Gary. So look out for that, <laughs> look out for that oh, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and last but not least, we have the man himself, G-Man, Glenn Gordon. How's it going, Glenn? Pretty good. How are you doing? I am good, thanks, man. It's good to have you on the podcast again, Glenn. You're becoming a uh, sort of a staple, and it's um, really good to have you on, man. Good to be on. Mm. Indeed it is. Um, guys, um, it's good to have you guys, um, everyone with us again. And um, uh, we have quite a diverse lineup. Well, actually, no, it's two two Brits and two... Actually, no, two Brits, one American and one Russian, of course. It's almost like <laughs> the racial diversity gaming album. Yes, exactly. Racial diversity I- gaming unchained. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, let's get into some Unchained action with some news, shall we? And uh, this uh, first one is a bit um, it's a bit different, um, but it's interesting nonetheless. Uh, this is about uh, Watch Dogs, guys. Uh, specifically, it will not feature a jump button. Uh, it may come as somewhat of a surprise, especially for a game that prides itself on the player's ability to traverse a beautiful, dense city. But Ubisoft's upcoming hacking t- adventure, Watch Dogs, will not feature a jump button. Uh, now... Um, this isn't really that surprising for me because I'm pretty sure that, um, well, technically, I think Assassin's Creed, you did have a button to make you jump because you, you do like a little hop or something if you pressed it. I think it's like X on the PS, uh, PS3 controller and A on the Xbox. But um, these kind of um, kind of Parker-inspired adventures, you know, it's, I don't really think a jump button is necessary because if it's anything like Assassin's Creed, the traversal is based on usually you hold down a button and you move in front of an object, or you run off across of an edge, and they automatically jump. I mean, it's not like... Two, these games aren't really like Tomb Raider, where you have a, a dedicated jump button. I mean, you remember the old... Kind of like the old PS1 days. You had to, like, te- take two steps back, run, press jump, press grab. It, it doesn't really work like that anymore. So um, I'm not really that surprised, because I reckon... I mean, I haven't played Watch Dogs, but I haven't been lucky enough to go hands-on with that yet. Well, I probably won't, but... Uh, as far as I can see, I don't reckon it's going to matter at all because I think the um, the controls are going to be so pretty much how I describe where you'll be. It'll be more of context sensitive where you need to be, if you need to climb up something or jump or whatever, it will happen kind of automatically. Um, quite a few games have done this anyway, so I'm not really, I don't think it's that much of a surprise. How about you guys? Uh, let's start with, let's start with Ben, my co-host. What do you think, co-host? Uh, well, my good friend. Ah, uh, <laughs> Yes. I I think it's Ooh, quite yeah yeah I I just think it's quite unique yeah no, actually to be honest 
it it's it's gonna it's gonna play like Assassin's Creed. Everyone admit it. You know, Assassin's yeah. Creed with a slight hacking. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's so, what. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get. At. You said it better, yeah. better Ben. <laughs> Instead of me rambling. Yeah. I, I was not expecting a jump button. Well, I should say the mm. bunny hop button in it anyway. To be honest. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I, I do have something else I want to say, but I'll say it afterwards because. Uh, you sure? Because okay, okay. right, we'll it will change on. the subject a little bit. Oh, it's still Watch okay, Dogs, cool. but it's just a little bit different. All right, cool. Well, we'll hear from the other guys first. Uh, same, uh, same questions to uh, you guys, uh, Gary and Glenn. Uh, Gary, how about you? Oh, I'm not surprised that it doesn't have a jump on. I, like you guys said, I'm pretty sure it's going to kind of play like Assassin's Creed where you just hold the sprint button and he'll just yeah. do it automatically. Yeah. Um, exactly. Quite honestly, I, I don't really see a use for a jump button in a lot of open world games anyway like I hardly use the jump button in GTA 5 like I only used it to hop over fences or anything like that, but that's simply they could have easily done what Assassin's Creed does and just have you hold one button and you just automatically yeah. does it yeah it's kind of funny you mention that Gary because I've been playing I've been going through a lot of the old Rockstar games from last gen that I um I missed out on so I've just finished Red Dead and um it, it actually felt kind of weird having to press a jump button to vault over things or climb up and stuff because I'm used to just like running forwards and just letting the game do it so when he was just like running into things all the time I was like what the hell man it was like um you know then you have to press square to jump or whatever so that it felt kind of weird going back to that so yeah I think it's becoming more and more I think we see games becoming you know uh, universal it'd be more universal of having, not having a jump button I think I think that will slowly be phased out in terms of those things but yeah I'm uh, sorry I yeah. kind of took up a segment there oh, yeah. <laughs> I also want to say uh, don't be sad that you won't get to play it before it comes out because nobody's going to get to play it before it comes out that's probably a it's, good point yeah <laughs> it's not available to play at any conventions or anything until the game is out has it ever been playable at all at anything never like even wow. if people thought it would be playable at PAX, PAX that's yeah. going on right now and it's not Ooh, that's either very good or very bad <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah okay um, last but not least Glenn how about you mate I really don't think there's anything I need to add to what's been said um the jump button, I, I think that threw people off because, you know, you have a, a game where you're moving around. Why don't you have a jump button? But uh, quite frankly, it's just not necessary. Yeah. What I will say is that if it plays, if the controls act like Assassin's Creed, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be mad because I hate playing Assassin's Creed and <laughs> oh, trying yes. to run off some, run, jump a certain direction or run a certain direction and instead being sent somewhere completely different, usually to my death. So um, <laughs> if, if that happens, I will be mad. I will be very mad at Ubisoft. Because I, and I'm wondering why it does that anyway, because Infamous has always used the same controls, and they've never had glitches like that. So I'm hoping that that gets worked out for Watch Dogs. Cool, man. Thanks for that. Um, ben, um, come back to you, because I believe you have something to say on Watch Dogs. Or I just want to say... Giant technical spiders. What? 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 <laughs> why? Technical why? spiders. Why are there giant robot spiders in a game that's based on that looks slightly realistic? Yeah, there there was a screenshot that leaked. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, I was going to say I must have missed this. <laughs> yeah. Well, of a giant spider wrecking having in the middle of the street. It's not. No, the it was actually in the Chicago Taylor as well, Gary. It's just people didn't notice it. Really? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, this is what I'll say. If this game in any way, shape, or form links to Assassin's Creed, I'm 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 just not even gonna finish it. Assassin's Creed link, link links to Watch Dogs. There's a 
Watchdog sort of logo in Assassin's Creed 4. No, I'm fine with like little things like that. Like if they're in the same universe, fine. But if if I find out that I'm playing as a, a freaking assassin against the Templars or something, I'm, so <laughs> done. I'm just I'm so done. A hacker assassin from the future yeah. past. <laughs> like yeah. that's, oh dear. Yeah, they, um... they, they need to keep them separate. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so that in the future they can have Assassin's Creed versus Watchdog. Oh, oh God. Oh, who knows the what you're talking about? Clash of the doing. multiverse. Multiverse. Oh, <laughs> dear. Well, unless, um, before we get too much on the hate train for um, Assassin's Creed, let's move on to um, another story here. Um, this one is the uh, PlayStation Vita version of Borderlands 2, uh, uh, of a bundle, rather. A release date has been announced. Sony has announced the release date for the PlayStation, v- PlayStation Vita bundle for Borderlands 2, and it is May the 6th. Uh, will be available for $200. This is, of course, uh, United States. We don't have a uh, date and time for the British audiences yet. We do apologize for that. This is for the Amer- good old Americans. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. There's not really much to say on that, guys. This is uh, We're recording this on the... Hold on one sec. The 12th of April, so it's less than a month to go. Uh, Borderlands 2, great game. I'm sure it'll do great on Vita. It looks, uh, from what we've seen of it so far, it looks pretty damn good. Um, this will probably give me a chance to finally play Borderlands because I haven't yet. So, um, and I, I love my Vita. So, yeah, um, not much more to say on that, guys. Uh, we're excited for this, are we? Um, let's start with Gary. Um, I, I I'm excited for people who don't have a Vita and who haven't played Borderlands too. Um, I'm not excited for a couple of reasons. Personally, um, I think two hundred dollars is a bit much for it. Uh huh. Personally, I think one fifty would have been a, a better price. Um. The reason is because the Vita is already so old now that it really needs a serious price cut at this point if they want to keep moving it. Uh, that and Borderlands 2 is pretty much a more, almost three-year-old game now. And wow, yeah, yeah. I understand getting it on, on the Vita is cool and all, but they also have to realize you're probably going to get the the weakest version of, of Borderlands 2 for the Vita. So, I don't know, for 200 bucks, maybe if it was like a custom-designed Vita with a, like, Borderlands design, that'd be cool, but I don't know. That's a, I'd say that's quite refreshing to hear that, a bit of a, well, I don't want to say controversial view, I don't like saying that, to be honest, but yeah, a bit um, different from the, um, the usual kind of, um, you know, overwhelming positivity we've heard. And you weren't negative, Gary, but you were, you know, a bit, you know, more sort of, hmm, kind of, you know, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how about how about you, Ben? Uh, what I would say is, it's, I'm very sort of conflicted about this. I want I want it on my Vita, mm-hmm. but it kind of sucks the fact you don't get all the DLC with it. This you not? No, there's um, there's at least four pieces of D- no six or seven pieces of DLC that's missing. Two major ones as well. Wow, yeah, because that game had a lot of DLC, didn't yeah, you're, it? You're missing. Sir Hammerlock's Great Adventure, uh, Tiny Tina's. Uh, Tiny Tina's is the best DLC, and they don't have that, which sucks. You've got the Adventure Chat, Mercenary Challenges, just is about four of those. Uh, those are just uh, like two bonus fights. They're cheap, but still, you're missing them. And you're missing the second Ultimate Pack as well, which is the the. Uh, it's not a cap increase, but it's a new mode. Anyway, you're missing all those. And, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of disappointed with that. But at the same time, I want it. 
Ah, oh, why not? Uh, plus, and if you transfer your data from your PS3 to your Vita version, you unlock all the trophies straight away. You're done. Mm, okay, cool. Because um, it's uh, separate trophy lists, but it's cross-save. All right. Um, cool. I'm um, Glenn. How about you, mate? Well, first of all, Borderlands 2. I haven't actually played Borderlands yet, unlike you. Um, I haven't Some played it yet. <laughs> so I'm excited to give it a shot. I got it on my PS3 um, because of PlayStation Plus at one point, but I never got around to playing it. So right. as for the bundle, as for what Gary said, I'm, I wouldn't get the bundle. I, I have a Vita, and quite frankly, I like the old Vita more than the new Vita. I like the OLED screen, and I like the, the light-up PlayStation button and all that good stuff. So um, I'm pretty happy with the old Vita, but if I didn't have a Vita, I'd get it. As for what Gary said, um, I'm trying to remember what Gary said. I'm somewhat unfocused. I'm playing the game as we talk. Um, <laughs> he he said something about how like the, the the game's old or the Vita's old or something like that, and it needs a price cut. Quite frankly, they just gave it a price cut. Um, not not even just last year, it got a price cut. Um, well, how much so, is it right now, brand new? It's two hundred dollars. Do you think that's still is good? Two hundred dollars or two fifty? Uh, I'm not sure about the American price. I, I think it should be one fifty right now. No, 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 no. Listen, the 3DS is about two fifty, two hundred dollars. 3DS okay. has a far superior gaming library. Yeah, but at, you don't price a hardware device based on what software is available for it. You pay, price it based on what it costs to make it, and. Um, Frankly, I think they might even be taking a loss on that right now. They they cut it down to two hundred bucks. I mean, mm. it's basically get a Vita and get a free game with it, you know, and a good game. So I don't I don't think that it needs another price cut right now. It, it's priced on par with competition, you know, and, and and that's decent for it. So um, yeah, Borderlands Two has been out for a little while, but this is the first time it's been out on Vita. It's gonna offer some people a chance to play it who haven't played it. So um, I'm not going to say it's the best game that could be out on Vita right now, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's worth it. Cool. Well, ding, ding. Gary and Glenn will resume his punch-up later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool, guys. Well, um, actually, I'll just tap this on at the end because I'm, uh, we should mention it anyway. Uh, Borderlands, uh, the pre-sequel, has been announced. Yes, that's its actual name. It's due out for um, uh, PS3, PC, and 360 this fall. Uh, this was actually rumored earlier in the week. It's all about... Uh, Oh, God, I'm going to say, I, I was just about to say Captain Jack there getting mixed up with the Doctor Who character. It's Handsome Jack, I believe his name. It's all about his <laughs> story, his origins. Um, I don't want to go in, I don't know much about the game at the moment because I haven't played Borderlands. So, um, uh, but yeah, that's, um, um, if anyone who wants to, um, anyone who's interested in Borderlands should probably be uh, interested in checking out this story. It's uh, set between the first and the second games, obviously. And, and it's due out this fall. Um, uh, do you mind if I... Was I talk? As Claptrap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, You play as Wilhelm, Claptrap, Athena, and I can never remember the fourth person. Athena's from Borderlands 1. Uh -huh. Wilhelm's the first boss of Borderlands 2, and Claptrap's Claptrap. Cool. Mm -hmm. You know everybody's going to play as Claptrap. Nobody cares about the other characters. Yeah, I, 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 there's, no, yeah, there's no point for any other characters. Claptrap's just <laughs> the person you play as. Why Claptrap? For those of us who don't know anything about okay. this guy. <laughs> I think oh, okay. Claptrap is one of the best characters designed in the last generation. He's just... The, the people who wrote the dialogue for that character are just some of the best 
gaming writers out there, in my opinion. He reminds me of he reminds me of Invader Zim, in a way. Uh, that's like if if you want to like they did like the the making of I think Borderlands the first one where they had like these small documentaries with claptrap in them, uh huh, and and they're just hilarious. I recommend everybody go watch them. They're they're on. They even made a short movie for Borderlands two featuring claptrap. He's so just nice. he's a hilarious character. I I highly recommend it. Claptrap is the first and I think one of the only robots I've actually felt sorry for. Remember when he had his birthday party and nobody actually turns up? Oh, don't tell me to, I, I I know about Claptrap from watching one of my roommates play it, but I'm not I'm not really familiar with the story, so don't tell don't say oh, to no, me. I, I, that's a little side quest that you can actually skip if you don't do it right. Just yeah. a tip, if you're there though, it'll say press square to high five, do it straight away because you get a trophy. Oh. You won't be able to do it again otherwise. Oh, cool. <laughs> And speaking of um, high fives, another game you can do a high five in is actually The Last of Us. And uh, The Last of Us Remastered has just been announced for PS4. Woo! What a transition there, eh? That was yes, a nice thanks. segue, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, thank you, dude. This has been, uh, this is, uh, I was just been, I, I couldn't wait to read this out because I'm just over the moon about this. Uh, we, we've been here before, guys, talking about it. Uh, the Last of Us Remastered, yep, the PS4 version featuring enhanced visuals and all DLC, including the. Uh, uh, single player de- uh, content um, left behind I believe it's called this is coming out in the summer uh, there hasn't been a firm release date yet but The Last of Us PS4 that's pretty much all you need to know um, I what can I say I, I think Ben sums it up best just say take my money I love The Last of Us I've been waiting to play this game again and I thought no I'll hold off on getting left behind and playing it again because I'm pretty sure those rumours have got some um, clout to them and sure enough I was right so I am bloody glad I held off because I cannot wait to get this I'm absolutely going to get this game I loved The Last of Us and I can't wait to play it that's all I'm going to say uh, Glenn how about you? Um, I didn't get to play The Last of Us yet so I'm excited um, <gasps> Oh shit but... man you're... <laughs> <laughs> you're in for a treat man seriously just wait, wait a few more months and get this also notable is the fact that it was announced that it will run at 1080p, 60 frames per second on the PlayStation. Yes, yes, which brilliant. Is, which is brilliant. Everyone's looking forward to this game, which is great because it, this game's been out for like a year and a half now. So um, that speaks to just how big the game is. And, Actually, it's um, only been about, it hasn't been a year yet, but never mind. Um, it hasn't been up a year yet? No, it came out in June. I think it was the week of um, E3 in June 2013, so it's not been quite a year yet. Why do I think it's a year and a half away? Time just flies by, man. <laughs> yeah, he came I'm out so specifically. I said a year and a half. Anyway, yeah, um, it it's a huge game coming out pretty soon. I'm excited for it. A lot of people are still excited for it, so um, that's something that I'm going to be getting as soon as possible. Awesome, man. Uh, Gary, how about you? I'm extremely excited for it. I'm I'm like you, Michael. Where I well, when I beat the game, yeah, I wanted to replay it. But I didn't because I wanted to savor how good it was. Yeah, and because if I knew, like, if I went and replayed it, I, I would know how to play it. You know, I would know where to go. I know what to do. Anything. I'll probably go on a killing spree, kill everything. Whereas the first time I played it, I snuck around. I tried to get away from everybody. I ran most of the time. Yeah, you know, it's just one of those games. Or I, I personally think it was the best game of the last generation. In, in yeah, life, I it, loved it. Yeah. Yeah, and and on PS4, I think it's even better now. Uh, my only concern with it uh-huh. is it's rumored to be June, right? That it's coming out. 
they've said, um, I think people were saying June, but they've uh, officially it's summer. So that could be, that, that can cover like a period of like quite a few months. So yeah, we well, don't know ex- my only concern is that if it is June, and the rumor of GTA Five coming out to PS4, it's also rumored to be coming on June in June as well. Ah, uh-huh, so right, yeah. That might conflict heavily with sales for for The Last of Us. That's true. Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, yeah, obviously uh, GTA Five we don't know about yet officially, but yeah, if it's true, that could be a. I might have fallen in Sony's side, but yeah, um, uh, it'd be great to have both of them though if they didn't come out at the same time. Yeah, um, yeah Ben, just, how? I, I can't wait to see more more video footage of it. Like they released a small little trailer. Yeah, yeah, a glimpse of gameplay. Yeah, small glimpse. Yeah, I just I I can't wait to see more of it. Yeah, Yeah. I'm totally with you. Uh, Bunley Ben, I know that you were totally up for this. Oh, I am. I'll be buying it straight away. By the way, it's not confirmed to be 60 frames yet. They're aiming for 60 frames, but they haven't confirmed if it's going to be. Oh, Um, that must have been a bad translation then, because if I got that from the. um, German PlayStation blog, someone alerted it to me, so obviously it was lost in translation. <laughs> no problem, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they're aiming for 60 frames, but they don't know if they're actually going to make it yet, but hopefully right. they will, they will, probably. Yeah. Thank you for the uh, clarification there, no Ben. Problem, it's man. definitely 1080, though, isn't it? That's confirmed. That's confirmed to be 1080. Awesome. Cool. Well, I think, well, it's nice to hear we are unanimous in The Last of Us. Take our money, please, Sony, Naughty Dog, whoever, just take our money. Um... Guys, okay, next one, another PlayStation, um, a major PlayStation franchise, Infamous. Uh, Infamous Second Son moves one million copies in nine days. Uh, Sony Computer Entertainment Australia actually confirmed this. Um, the game has now sold one million copies worldwide. This is obviously great news, guys. I mean, it's, um, it's become, unsurprisingly, this has made it the uh, best-selling title in the series to date, uh, surpassing both Infamous and Infamous 2. We've already seen in previous weeks that it's done pretty damn well in the charts. At least in the U. I don't know how well it's done in America. Uh, I, I haven't seen the charts yet uh, in NPD data, but in the UK it topped the charts. It kind of slid down after that, but um, by all accounts, it's, it's definitely um, one of the uh, biggest selling games of the year so far for PS4, that's for sure. Um, again, uh, this kind of thing, there's not really much more to say than, other than uh, yay. <laughs> um, great, great news for Sony, great news for fan um, gamers. I mean, I haven't played it yet, but um, it'd be interesting to see um, what happens um, next with Sucker Punch if they're going to decide to move forward with another uh, another infamous game or if they're going to um, perhaps go down the path of a new IP. But either way, it's great. I mean, Glenn, uh, I, mean, I think I'll start with you because you reviewed Infamous for us, uh, Second Son, and gave it a 10 out of 10. So uh, this must uh, please you, right? Yeah, well, um, I'm, I'm definitely happy when I played it. A lot of people gave me a lot of, of heat for giving it a 10. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which is really weird. I, I think it's just because we're a PlayStation site, so people were like, why is a PlayStation site giving a PlayStation game a 10? I, apparently we're not allowed to do that. Um, no. But I think it deserves it, and clearly people are with me. It's, it's a fantastic game, and I'm not surprised that it's moved this many units. I, I think it's even more significant because it beat Titanfall as far as units moved for the system, and it also beat Titanfall in that um, Titanfall increased Xbox One sales by 90%. Infamous Second Son did the same for PlayStation 4, but by 106%. Um, it's a phenomenal game. If you're on the fence about buying it, don't be. Trust me, you will enjoy it. Awesome, man. Thanks for that. Ben, how about you? There's not much I can say, to be honest, so I think I'll, I'll keep quiet on this topic. 
Okay, man, cool. Uh, that's pretty short and sweet. Uh, Glenn, how about you, mate? Can you say that? I'm sorry. Uh, again, I'm playing this game, so I, I kind of missed what you said. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean Glenn, I meant Gary. Sorry. Uh, okay, I was like, did I miss something? <laughs> sorry, dude. Oh, too many Gs, too many Gs. <laughs> too much Russian vodka. Make brain funny. Uh, Gary, how about you, mate? Oh, I think it's great. You know, one million, nine days, great numbers. I mean, It'll be interesting to see if they could have pulled those numbers on a more busier time. Uh, I mean, yeah. it came out of March. Nothing's really coming out at this time, which I think is also genius. I, I've always said, you know, if you want to get more sales, release your game in a slower time period than than others. But you know, it's it was the first must-have title for PS4, and people shoot it up. So it's always good news for for Sony. Yep, happy bunnies all around. I say. Um, okay, on to the uh, final uh, news post, guys. Uh, this is for um, PlayStation Now. Uh, the fact that the uh, bait ongoing beta has hit version 2.0 and 90 new games have been added to the service. Uh, the update actually weighs in it uh, just 42 megabytes. Uh, but more interestingly, the uh, list of games that have now been added, uh, as I said, there's 19 of them. Um, I will... Well, what the hell? I'll endeavor to read them all out. Uh, we have Shadow of the Colossus, Wipeout HD, Dead Nation, Pixel Junk Monsters, Shatter... Guacamelee, Disgaea 4, I promise I've forgotten, Dead or Alive 5, Critter Crunch, Matt Hazard, Bloodbath and Beyond, Xenoclash 2, Earth Defense Force, Insect Armageddon, Puzzle Quest, Galactrix, Rise of the Guardians, the video game, with Dead Island, Payday the Heist, Order Up, Alien Rage, and Real Steel. Uh, however, there have been some games removed due to this, uh, it plays, and they include Killzone 3, Puppeteer, and Ninja Gaiden 3. Uh, however, you also have full trophy support for the games that have been added. Uh, as, um, as we said before, PlayStation Now is rolling out. Um, I better check. Uh, I think Ben's our date man with this. Ben, uh, summer in the US? Summer in North America, yeah. early 2014 for the rest of Europe. 15. <laughs> Yeah, 2015 yeah. for Europe. Yeah, cool. I mean, I've said before the whole place now thing. I just, I kind of go off on a spiel about this, but I, you know, it's I'm, I'm probably not going to really use it that much to be honest. I have a very stuck in the mud way with my retro games and stuff, you know, because I'd be using it for retro if anything. That's not really any, you know, more of a newer titles. Um, I've got my games on the ones I really want. I've got them on my Vita. I've got the original copies, so I really can't see myself. Um, do, I suppose, you know, it would be handy in terms of the PlayStation 3 games to be able to download them. Uh, presumably, you could download them onto your PS4 and play them through that, right? Am I right? If no, PS, PS Now is just streaming stuff. It's not, no downloads. Oh, street, yeah, street, sorry, I meant stream, not download. So I could stream like Uncharted 3 on my PS4, yeah? That is correct. Or your cool, PS3, yeah. or your Vita, or Vita, your phone, yeah. or your TV. Cool, mm-hmm. cool. Right, well, I could see myself doing, I could see myself doing that for maybe the... Um, you know, perhaps some um, Uncharted games or some of the other the latter-day PS3 games, you know, when I'm playing my PS4, because, you know, obviously I don't want to have to have all these consoles set up all the time. So, yeah, I suppose I could see myself doing that. But at the moment, I think it's more... I can definitely see it appealing to more more, more people who perhaps don't... who are perhaps more interested in kind of like the digital consumption of titles these days, which is I'm, I'm not really... You know, everyone. I've said always before. You know, you know what I'm like, guys. I'm not really, you know, up on that stuff as much. I'm happy with where I am. So, um, let's move on to someone else. Um, uh, Gary, uh, PlayStation Now. Uh, what do you think of the list of games there that I just been added, and your thoughts on the service in general? Um, the list of games uh, they're not my favorite, but mm. 
I will say that I think the list of games kind of shows that a lot of publishers and developers are kind of on board with yeah. PlayStation now. Mm-hmm. And it's also showing that Sony's not really just going to put, you know, the big AAA titles on there. They're going to try to get as many as they can. Yeah. Big and small titles. So I think I think it's great. Uh, the service itself, I think, is a good idea, obviously, depending on how the pricing is going to work for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing, I think... Uh, with it, I think it's going to be great for not necessarily PlayStation 4 or PS3 users. I think the service is going to work well for Vita users the most because this just opens up so many games that people can just now play wherever they want, whenever they want on their Vita. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, streaming Uncharted. <laughs> yeah, for, for me personally, I think this is a huge, huge money seller for, for Vita owners. Because this is just thousands of games you can now play on the go whenever you want. Yeah, that's a good point. I've just, yeah, I, I could, again, I completely forgot on Vita in the equation. I think um, I'll probably find some interest in that. Then imagine um, streaming GTA Five on the Vita. <laughs> well, yeah, that'd, that'd, be pretty... oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, obviously, control-wise, there's going to be some issues with a lot of games. Yeah, yeah. like I'm having a lot of issues with Final Fantasy XIV on remote play. Yeah, uh-huh. but... tip. I found once I changed the controls around a bit, it was fine. I switched the R2 to R1 and L2 to L1, and then it played pretty well then. Oh, yes, cool. you can change the buttons, but like I said, a lot of games that utilize a lot of buttons on their games, it might be a problem for Vita. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I, I still think it's a great service. Uh, just pricing-wise, it depends on what they do. If it's going to be subscription-based, individual, pay for, or rent, you know, to, to rent yeah. the game individually for, for a yeah. certain price. It just depends on how they price it. Yeah. I Well, actually, I can answer this, Gary. There's three different... There is the three different ways you just mentioned. You can either subscribe and get a certain amount, rent specific titles you want, or you can actually purchase them. Yeah. You can do all three. Yeah, but, but that is not yet confirmed, though. That was just oh, a no. week that came out from the... I thought what it was pretty it? much confirmed. Did yeah. someone say anything about it? I'm sure I've heard Sony talk about it before. I don't think, I think they're just talking about options of what they can do. Because I remember maybe with, with Catherine, it leaked on the PlayStation Store. You know, you try to get by Catherine and ask you if you want to rent it for a week or a day. But I don't know. If, yeah, if it's like that, that's re- fine. But I think a full-on monthly subscription would work better for them. than in- Oh, I do. But I think they should give you a discount subscription if you're on Plus. <laughs> yep. but, but on PlayStation 4 everybody's pretty much going to be on plus well not everybody but the majority of people so but you've got um, the subscribers from PS3 and Vita which will be quite a few as well plus it's going to spread to Android phones uh, Sony certified and Bravia TVs yeah you have a TVs as well so they'll still be making money and I'm not saying like half price I'm just saying that maybe they could give the plus subscribers 10% off a year or maybe just include it in their Plus subscription. Oh, that'd be too nice. That'd be very nice. Well, but I'm it, just thinking... It'll be even better for them. They can stop giving you know the free games and just have this for free. And then people can just play whatever games they want, whenever they want, for free. Yeah, but then you've got to worry about the publishers, because right now Sony pays the companies when the game goes free. So it would have true. to pay them for every title. Well, I'm sure they're paying them to have them stream off the thing anyway. I don't know. If it's a monthly subscription, so PS Plus is what? Fifty dollars right now. If if yeah. if they wanted to include it with PlayStation Plus for free, the whole the whole system, jump the price by like twenty bucks, 
or 30 bucks for PlayStation Plus a year, and there you go. All the games you want, whenever you want. That'd be cool, but, you know. <laughs> That'd be, uh, yeah. Just a thought. <laughs> we Russians like to think big. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that was actually annoying. Just me personally, I'd rather just have one payment rather than have five different payments for a whole bunch of things. Yeah, keep it simple. Um, I think that was a nice little uh, debate, uh, kind of like discussion there from you two guys. Um, Glenn, how about you? I'm going to disagree with Gary one more time. Is that okay? (laughs) (laughs) Disagree with KJB, not good. (laughs) I don't, I really don't, uh, what Gary said was that this is the biggest benefit for this will be for Vita players. Whereas um, I can definitely see them getting a benefit from it, but it's not about Vita. Um, in any way. Uh, Vita is definitely going to benefit from it, but really the whole appeal of PlayStation Now is being able to play games basically anywhere on, on newer systems too. I, I see myself playing um, a lot of PS3 games on my PS4. Uh, a lot of people looked at it as a solution to a lack of backwards compatibility more than anything else. And sure, the Vita is going to, like I said, the Vita is going to definitely benefit from it, but I don't think that the goal here was to further the um, appeal of the Vita, um, even though it kind of does that. I, I think the appeal here was to appease those who were wanting backwards compatibility and, and um, further adding value to the PlayStation library of games in general. Cool, man. Um, wow, some pretty uh, diverse opinions there on quite a broad range of subjects, I think. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm still. Um, I just think the jury's out for me on PlayStation. I don't really know um, what the hell, how much fraud I know. I could be like, I could be, I could be, I could use it a hell of a lot with Vita streaming all those games. I love the idea of doing that actually. Um, or I could just not bother at all. I, I really don't know at the moment. I'm too. Um, to be honest, I can't see past my current backlog before anything else. <laughs> so I'm not going to think too much. But um, there we go. That's uh, most of the hot news, at least anyway, from the last week or so. Uh, okay, guys, let's uh, move on now to our topic of the week. Uh, it's a very sh- uh, s- simple one, this, but I thought it would be interesting. Um, our uh, most ambis- uh, ambis- <laughs> uh, so the Russian vodka again, messing with me. <laughs> most anticipated games for this year. Um, well, I, we've already mentioned um, Watch Dogs before. I'm still very much interested in Watch Dogs for me. I, I guess, obviously, that means I'll go first. Uh I'm intrigued by Watch Dogs. I think it looks. It's. it's I've, I know that it's very similar to um, Assassin's Creed, but the uh, the whole hacking premise looks quite unique. And I think if they pull it off, and it's not doesn't feel gimmicky at all, I think they could really carve out quite a a nice um, kind of a new road with that because they're they're definitely going to go further with this. It's going to be another major franchise for them. I can't really see them not. Um, presumably, if it sells well, but the amount of um, you know, it's been delayed. They poured a lot of marketing into it. Um, I, I really can't. I'd be very surprised if the game failed. I don't want it to, of course. Um, but you never know what happens. I mean, it's you know, fairly high-profile titles in the past. They haven't always delivered. But um, I'm not. Uh, for some reason, I'm, I have faith in Ubisoft with this. Um, so that's um, that's quite in the near future. Obviously, that's next month, uh, May 27th, I think. Um, Unsurprisingly, um, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate here from Glenn. Uh, Assassin's Creed <laughs> and, and Gary, actually, right. As, maybe even Ben. Assassin's Creed Unity. I, I'm, assass- I'm oh. the biggest Assassin's Creed fan on this um, podcast, and indeed, probably on the site. I, I do like it. I love this. It's the, 
you know, I will go into why it's just the historical value of the games that I really enjoy. I just everything meshes with me well, the gameplay and everything. I do like the setting of eighteenth century Paris and the revolution because I was to be honest, a lot of people were hoping for a samurai location. I just really didn't want that because it would just feel too much like Tenchu for me. And if I wanted to play Tenchu, I'd play Tenchu. I just, for some reason, I, I like the idea of bringing it more forward. Obviously, it, it's still in the 18th century, but bringing it forward a bit, because the last one was in the early 1700s and stuff. And um, Victorian London, obviously, would have been, obviously, my you know my preferred time period, simply because, not because I'm a Brit, but also because there's so much history there, and the architecture is great. And, you know, you could have stuff like some of the more... Uh, I mean, Assassin's Creed likes to delve into more of the uh, kind of like the myths and the urban legends of the times, and they could have done Jack the Ripper, Spring Hill Jack, and all that kind of stuff as well. And you know, the ta- visiting the Tower of London. I mean, oh, just some of these really sumptuous locations that they could realise, especially because it was going to be this is a next gen project. But I won't lament that. The Paris location looks great, and I think they're going to, from the screenshots and the artwork, it looks really moody and quite appropriate for the time period. And I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that. Um, a lot of this I'm basing it on is the fact that I enjoy the Assassin's Creed games, so you know I'm going to enjoy this. But you know there is a chance that they they might make a game that doesn't agree with me at all. Who knows? You know I've just been lucky so far, I guess. But um, yeah, I, I am interested in that. Um, apart from that, obviously The Last of Us on PS4, I can have that to the list. That's uh, like like um, like Gary said earlier, I played it once, and um, I've pretty much forgotten like the intricacies of the game you know like you know what sort of strategies to employ where to go what not to do here in this situation it's more just like it's more like an outline for me now the game what i remember and obviously the story but i am really looking forward to going through that again i really am um especially with uh, left behind because i haven't played that yet so um that's even more incentive for me but kind of getting that whole package there is something that i'm really looking forward to um I would, if we're talking speculation, GTA 5 on PS4, but then again, I've got GTA 5 sitting behind me on PS3 right now, which is waiting to be played, so um, I'm not too fussed about that right now. Um, but that's the um, that's pretty much um, three games I'm looking forward to at the moment. There are more. Uh, I'm not saying any more. One, because I can't remember anything off the top of my head, and two, because those are the ones that immediately stick out and that I've had my eye on for quite some time. I mean, there's things like Destiny, uh, uh, I think um, which I get mixed up between day and, uh, daylight and dying light. Which is the Parker zombie game? Is that dying light? That's dying light. Yes. Dying light. Yeah, that looks really, really good. That does. I know it's zombies again, but I like the Parker idea. Uh, that looks. Um, that that seems quite interesting. Um, there hasn't been a firm release date on that, but I can't see it being delayed into next year at all. I think it probably it probably turn up later this year. Um, I think there was it was meant to be out in the spring, but there's a big question mark over that. But you know, that, that looks really good, and um, um, I'm ashamed for not mentioning this. The, uh, the Evil Within that looks great. That looks like an authentic survival horror game. It's made by Shinji Mikami, who of course created Resident Evil. So yeah, um, that is absolutely on my must-have list. The Evil Within that looks fantastic. So uh, that's immediately for what I'm looking. That's what I'm looking forward to anyway, guys. There will obviously be more, but. I've really got my eye on those games, and hopefully I should be reviewing at least half of those mentioned, if I'm lucky, touch wood. <laughs> um, okay, let's go, on, uh, we go to, uh, let's go to Ben. How about you, mate? Well, I'm looking forward to the new Velocity game for the Vita. Well, actually right. on PS4. I'm looking forward to it on the PS4 as well. Cool. I love my Velocity games, mainly because the developers are awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to Pharmacy 15 next year. Right. Whenever it comes out, 
I, yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah you. Um, that's um. Yeah, but it's not really determined no. yet, so you could fit that in. Yeah. Uh, but I think you'll be next year, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about Kingdom Hearts two point five remix or whatever? I'm it is. looking forward to that in a way, but at the same time, I, I kind of don't want to use my PS3 too much nowadays. Yeah, I don't want to. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't really use it that much. I, I I use it occasionally, but I kind of want to limit how many games I buy for it. I know the feeling. Yeah, I know the feeling. I um. Uh, that's why I mentioned about PlayStation Now and playing some of those games, streaming them, you know, so I don't have to worry about the PS3. But at the moment, space isn't an issue, and I've got it set up behind me. But yeah, sorry, man, carry on. Anything else? Oh, I'm trying to think. There's, there was quite a few. Oh, hopefully, if it comes out this year, H1Z1. Oh, yes. Yeah, talk a little bit about that because you wanted to. Well, what, Sam, what's got you interested in this? Because it is, you know, another zombie game, but what, what helps? What, what, what sort of got you. I'm excited for this. I just love the community aspect of it. They've given an example of the fact that they, there was like a uh, prison. Uh-huh. And people, like the Walking Dead TV show, there was people making barricades to protect it against zombies while someone else was trying to sneak in. You can work as a community wow. to try it, yeah, because you can have up to 2,000 people on a server. It sounds like a, sounds like I'm um, like a, um, Resident Evil outbreak on steroids, with, you yeah. know, the, the same kind of thing, but just with like 2,000. Like, yeah. like, yeah, two thousand more people. <laughs> yeah, because that was very limited. You got a, cra- a full crafting system where you can make, you know, like you can fix cars, make barricades, do all that sort of thing. Just looks like a really, you know, they said you know you could either be a, a you know a guy going out killing zombies, or you could be harvest. You could be a farmer harvesting stuff if you wanted to be. You don't have to go out and kill stuff. You can be, a, you can do anything. You can be a medic. Be a farmer. You can do anything you want in this game. So it's also a farming simulator. Yeah, it's also a farm simulator. <laughs> but it's it's, it's no goat simulator. All oh, right, no goat simulator. No goat simulator. No, no, I don't think anything's quite like goat simulator. Yeah, that's a game of the year right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else at all, dude? Or should we um, can we move on to uh, the others? Move on to the others, really, to be honest. There's loads of games yeah. I want this year, but it's very hard to pick them individually. Yeah, it is. Yeah, those are the ones that spring to mind. That's all I need, man. Um, okay, how about you, Glenn? Um. There was a time, once upon a time, you know, long, long ago in a land far, far away, <laughs> that Watch Dogs was my go-to most anticipated game of the year. Um, I, feel I was disappointed when it was delayed, but over time, I've just lost interest. Mm. Um, and I still want the game. I'm still yeah. looking forward to it. But I am no longer excited about it as I once was. It's to, it looks like an interesting game. It looks like a phenomenal game. I don't think it's going to be quite like Assassin's Creed, um, at least not as much as you seem to think it is. I don't think it will be that much like well, That's it. a good thing for you, isn't it? Because you don't like Assassin's Creed that much. <laughs> I, like, I like Assassin's Creed 4. I didn't oh, like the yeah. first... I didn't like three, uh, 2 or 3. Okay. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Watch Dogs... But then again, it does give Ubisoft a chance to blow my mind. Because, again, there yeah. was a time when this was my most anticipated game. Yeah. So maybe, I understand. maybe when it comes out and as I start playing it, oh, this is awesome. Maybe I'll, I'll um, maybe I'll be more on fire for Watch Dogs. Um, yeah. Otherwise, there has been rumors and, and whatnot. Maybe Uncharted might come out in 2014. Maybe not. I think it will come out in 2015. But yeah. uh, on the off chance that it does hit in 2014, Uncharted 4 is definitely one of my most anticipated. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to Tom Clancy's The Division. That looks like a phenomenal game. Oh, yeah, The Division, yeah. And I can't wait to play it. Um, cool, man. What else? Destiny is okay. 
Um, I, I'm definitely interested in Destiny. I find it hard to call my most anticipated because I never played Halo and whatnot, and, and you know, first-person shooters. I'm I've played first-person shooters. I'm just not a huge first-person shooter guy. Yeah. So um, I'm intrigued. So I'm 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 gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with Destiny. Oh, and Drive Club. Um, oh shit! Yeah, Drive Club. <laughs> Drive Club. Got about that. I've been wanting. I've been wanting to try Drive Club for a while, especially with the theme song that they played. Um, the theme song was one of the things that first got me interested in Drive Club. The, the music, the background music for their trailer back in E3. You know, be here now. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, it was the song's. It's a great song. It's by Hybrid Sound System. It's called Be Here Now. They haven't released it. I'm guessing they're going to release it with the game. Um, but I'm looking forward to. But I'm I'm not looking forward to the game because of the music. It looks like a fantastic driving game. The graphics are gorgeous, um, and I can't wait for Drive Club to come out. So I'm going to go with Drive Club, Destiny, and The Division, three Ds, for my awesome, most anticipated man. games. Oh, and Uncharted. Awesome, man. That's a nice little collection there. And last but not least, um, Gary, how about you? <laughs> oh man, I have so many games I'm looking forward to. So many games. Okay. Um, not just PlayStation ones. Some for PC as well. Yeah. Well, to make um, it easier, keep it to uh, PlayStation. <laughs> okay. Um, probably the, the, the my most anticipated number one uh, uh, is probably Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, you know, Arkham City to this day is one of my favorite games. I'm, get to drive the Batmobile. I mean, what else Batmobile. do you need? Yeah. <laughs> um, Dragon Age Inquisition. I'm really looking forward to that one as well. That one's scheduled to come out this fall. Um, yeah, there's there's been um doubt there has been doubts cast about that, but it, it's it is still as far as we know the last has been the last date has been given has been fall 2014. So yeah, um, yeah, for, uh, from the last trailer they showed yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Glenn said, the division well, it just looks incredible. I really hope they stick to to what they've shown off. You know, yeah. Uh, I'm really looking forward. Uh, the more I see it, the more I look forward to it. Uh. The new Wolfenstein, The Order, oh, coming out next yeah, month. Yeah. yeah, that's next month, yeah. Oh, that yeah. is next month. Yeah, yeah. they just released that new trailer. The The story trailer looks looks really good. It looks like it's going more story-heavy as opposed to the last ones. I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, the Evil Within. Oh, yeah. High five. <laughs> just so, I mean, Shinji Mikami going back to his horror roots, you know, you can't go wrong there. Totally. Cool, man. Yeah. Uh, is uh, anything else at all, dude? Isn't uh, isn't Persona coming out this year, or is that next year? Persona, Persona is supposed to be this year. Persona Five is this year. Yes, that's probably only in Japan, though, isn't it? Most likely, yeah, Japan. All yeah, okay. no one how long might take. Um, but yeah, you can throw Persona in there. It's technically out this year. Doesn't matter if it's in Japan, China, bloody Timbuktu, whatever. As long as it's out. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, Destiny. I'm looking forward to that one as well. It should be a fun little co-op first-person shooter game. Um, I do want to say uh, on on Ben's side, he mentioned Final Fantasy fifteen. Um, I actually think uh, it's going to come out this year in Japan. Oh yeah, I oh. think it might. I think winter of this year in Japan. Tokyo Game Show release date, maybe. And even go and say North America and Europe, it'll probably be spring or summer of next year. Mm. Uh, by the way, that, that could be right. Yeah. By the way, while you're talking about Destiny, I found some cool news recently. Uh, each there's uh, yep. there's multiple. I think there's so far about four worlds announced for Destiny. 
I know now that each world is the same size as Halo Reach, the whole game. Wow. So each world is as big as Halo Reach, the entire game was. That's ridiculous. And there's That's actually yeah. ridiculous. And there's four. Awesome. There's uh, five worlds and out so far. But how big was Halo Reach? Uh, I think it was about ten hours, wasn't it? Wow, that's pretty big for a shooter. So I think it was about ten hours for Halo Reach. So, so forty, fifty hours for Destiny plus all the DLC. So, do you think they'll stick with those four worlds, or do you think they'll release more over time? Well, we already I know think... that uh, there's going to be free expansion packs for Destiny. Basically, there's going to be free Destiny games, uh, but each Destiny game is going to be once every two years. So you can have Destiny, Destiny the Moon. Like it's, it's that thing that's what's the name of the expansion pack, and then Destiny Two, and Destiny uh-huh. the Moon Two, and then Destiny Three, and then you got De- Destiny expansion pack for that as well. So it'll be released as one game, yeah. But then instead of instead of sequels, they'll just add expansion packs. Yeah, pretty much. That's a good model. I like that. Nice. I didn't realize that, Ben. This Destiny. I mean, obviously, I know about it, but not you know not a great deal. Um. What, is it? Is it basically an? Is it an MMO online? Is it an MMO shooter? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> right. I was just just checking because I get I get confused. I get muddled up with all these um online games because of Division and that's not that's another online that's another MMO, isn't it? The Division. It's more of a third person shooter, isn't it? I don't know if that's an MMO. I think it's no, it's not an MMO. No, not. All right. Okay. So technically, it's, it's that kind of connected gameplay, but it's not an MMO. It's oh, always okay. online, though. It's like oh, the right, crew right. is always online, even though. Even yeah. if you play single-player mode, you're always online, so if you disconnect, you get kicked off the game. Oh, okay, right, fair enough. But uh, Destiny is an MMO, though, yeah? yeah? Well, MMO, oh. FP- it's like a, an MMO version of Borderlands, really, to be honest. Okay, cool, just checking. Yeah, um, pretty ambitious, that, yeah. Cool, well, thanks for that, guys. Um, sounds interesting. Um, I'm probably, uh, I seem to be more of a sequel guy, I think, than anyone else. I think... Uh, you know, a bit predictable on my end, I suppose, but uh, there we go. <laughs> I just hope I'm not uh, disappointed by some of the games that have come out. Well, I really, really hope, I really hope Evil Within, do- Evil Within does deliver, though, because it's about time we had a really good um, survival horror game. Uh, sorry, one last thing about Destiny. Uh-huh. While it while it, it's, it's not released yet, make sure you guys look around for the trading cards that are posted online. Each code unlocks bonus content for the game. The content will be okay. announced closer to the game. Each code is reusable, so if you find the code, you, you can use it even if someone else has. There's, I think, 16 codes right now floating around the internet, so if you want to have a look, want to have a try and get see some stuff, go put those codes on your account. Wicked. Nice. Okay, cool. Uh, let's move on now, guys, to the latest reviews. We've only got two this week. A bit of a quiet week. Um, first up is uh, Tower Force Ascension PS4 review. This was by Na- uh, Matt Fernandez. Uh, he summarizes Tower Force Ascension is a Tower Force Ascension is a great example of how far originality can carry a game that is so simple to instant classic status. There are things that could have been done to justly improve the overall package, but o- but some of its parts are overwhelmingly enjoyable. Uh, Matt doesn't just make games; Matt makes great games. Uh, this is the uh, actually not he's not talking about himself. In case you wanted, he's talking about the name of the company who make the actual game, which is uh, uh, Matt makes games. <laughs> Funnily enough. <laughs> Very confusing there when I was looking over that because the, as I said, the author is also called Matt. So for a minute, I thought we may have had a, uh, a uh, <laughs> an inside job there. <laughs> like KGB, we put people inside and know how we know how things tick. <laughs> uh, he uh, he said he just liked the uh, lack of uh, online support, 
how they liked the incredible amount of originality, uh, the great use of a DualShock 4's light bar and speaker. And he gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, finally, we have... I'm going to do this the slow way because, as I said, uh, unfortunately, our site's down. So I'm going to go through the uh, back end of the site. Kinky. Hey, this oh one is my. <laughs> this is uh, for Strike Suit Zero um, director's cut review. Uh, this was by Timothy Nunes. Uh, he summarizes: Strike Suit Zero director's cut provides a great deal of fundamental success with a great deal of equal fundamental flaws. Though the gameplay is solid and engaging, the weak narrative, delay progression, and sparse gameplay variety leave this a leave this leave this game only to those who love mechs. Uh, and yes, it is a mech game, funnily enough, in case you wanted. Uh, con 1 is a very weak narrative. Uh, dislike 2, unnecessary backtracking. Uh, dislike 3, minimal gameplay variety. Uh, however, he did like the great navigational controls and the beautiful backdrops. Uh, he gave this a 6.5 out of 10 overall. And as I said, that's the reviews, guys, because it well, was quite short this week. Um, now we're going to go on to what games have been eating up, eating up our time lately. I'm not going to go first this time because I always do, and my mouth is getting tired from talking so much. Um, so we go with um, uh, let's go with fellow KGB Gary. What you've been playing lately when you're not out on mission? <laughs> um, I've been playing uh, Final Fantasy XIV uh, early access on the PS4. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Got into that, loving it so far. Um, a little confusing with some parts, just because I don't understand it all right now. But uh, I'll get I'll get through it. Uh, I've been playing Mercenary Kings, which is awesome. Sweet, it's uh, free for PS PS Plus on PS4 as well. Right. Uh, I am going through Castlevania Wars of Shadow Two to get the Platinum Trophy for that game. Yeah. Also got the uh, the Revelations DLC for that, which allows you to play as Alucard, which is awesome. And uh, I've been also playing uh, my 3DS. I've been playing uh, Bravery Default still. have not finished that game. Oh, I missed my 3DS. Awesome, Gary. Uh, anything else you want to add to that? No, no, that, that's pretty much it. Cool. Thank you. Uh, let's move on to um, G-Man. Glenn, what have you been playing, mate? Um... Because I know right. you've been busy with college. <laughs> yes, I've, I've actually had to take a hiatus from actually writing articles for PlayStation Universe because it's the end of the semester and things are a little crazy. But um, I, I'm on Guild Wars 2 as we speak for the first time all week long. And um, it's on sale today. I'm sorry, by the time you hear this, it's not going to be on sale anymore. But it's a fantastic MMO. Um, I've been on my Vita now and then. If I'm if I'm waiting for something, I'll play. I've been playing Tearaway, which I've been enjoying. Oh, brilliant, um, man! Yeah, and, and I've started. I've also been playing um, Final Fantasy X, um, which is interesting. I'm trying to I'm trying to get through that, but it feels like such a big game. It's taking a while while I'm busy, and I have also been playing Fez every now and then. Cool, man. Um, sounds like a nice lineup there. You say uh, Final Fantasy X? I'm a bit overwhelming, yeah, in terms of the size. Well, I don't know about overwhelming. It's just that it feels like a long, a big, long game. And ah, with, right. me, with me kind of in and out of free time, yeah, uh, it's it's taking a while to get through. Yeah, I, I, I had that with, um, uh, God, um, uh, the Mass Effect games and stuff when I was um, quite busy and I'd dip in, only dip in now and then and it was quite, uh, it's like, wow, am I ever going to finish this? <laughs> I can't wait for Mass Effect 4. And I yeah. also can't wait. I hope that they do put a, the 
Mass Effect trilogy on PS4. I'd be excited. Oh man, I would snap that up in an instant. I would <laughs> totally. Yeah, quite, quite agree, mate. Um, okay, uh, fi- uh, uh, finally, out of um, well, not including me, Ben. Uh, how about you, mate? What you been playing? Uh, I've been playing. Bit... We can't guess. <laughs> oof, oof, oof. Warframe. Warframe. Yeah. Um, wow, Warframe. Wow, dude, you have been on that ages. I know, man. I know. I, I know. It's the first time I've ever played that game. You've, you've never heard of it before. It's just, just. No. It's about space ninjas. Ah, oh, right. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, I've also been playing. Oof, 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 what's that game Ooh. now? Yeah. Fourteen oh. Fantasy Final Realm Fantasy Final. Oh, you mean Final Fantasy fourteen? Oh, oh yeah, yes, I yeah, I remember that, that yeah. now? Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. it's just such a confusing title. I forgot for a yeah. second there. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been playing that a lot as well. But that's for a reason. And you're well, it's because I'm reviewing it. So excellent, um, excellent. So yeah, are you enjoying it? Oh yeah, I'm enjoying it. But then that's, cool. I, I'm just happy that I can put my own photos in the review. I'm like, yes. Oh, cool. Time cool. to pose. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's cool, man. Yeah. Actually, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to. I'm good. Hopefully, by the time this up, this up, the review should be up anyway. Yeah. Or at least be cool. close to be done. Yeah. Because... Oh yeah. This um, I should actually mention quickly, um, guys, if you're listening to this a bit later than usual, it's because we've had we are in an awkward stage of transition into a new editor because uh, sadly Michael Martin has had to um resign from his post at PSU.com. Um, we're still in touch with him because we're good mates, but yeah. Um, we're sorry to hear that, hear that but um, you know, real life and everything uh, unfortunately gets in the way. So yeah, we're really sorry to see Mike go. And obviously that means uh, we need to find another editor. Luckily, uh, we have one on our team right now. Glenn is kindly, when he has time, he's kindly taken up the uh, task of editing our podcast. So, um, But yeah, at the moment, there's a bit of a transition period going on. So we, uh, I'd like just to quickly apologize uh, that things aren't going quite as smoothly as they usually do. But uh, we're lucky We're lucky that we've got Glenn to um, step in to edit, so just stick with us on that. Um, sorry about that, Ben. Um, do you have anything else to add at all? Uh, not much, to be honest, yeah. So by the time you listen to this, the reel should be up. Yeah. Um, and I'm, right now, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm thinking about a 9.5. Wow, wicked. Okay, we're safe. It, it'll probably be a 9, but I'll leave okay, it for good. now. You can read the review on PSU.com, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry we are save we'll save a chat for when the review's up and we yeah. go into it on the review section uh okay that leaves me guys um i've been as usual i have my many plates i am spinning um i've been going through a bit on uh gta um the city stories on the Vita, kind of like a mission at a time which is a bit slow just when i get about 10 minutes before i go to bed uh mainly i've been on red dead redemption which i completed and undead nightmare which i completed uh uh, I love that game, all those games technically as they are, because actually that was released as a separate game under Nightmare as well. Brilliant story, graphics are amazing to this day, the, um, the script is great, uh, just everything about that game is brilliant. I love the, the Wild West setting, it's just been so refreshing, it's, I really, really hope they make another one, that was a fantastic game. Um, I've started L.A. Noir, which is interesting, um, I've, only, I've literally just started it, I haven't been on it long. Um, I think I'm glad I didn't apply for the police because I think I'll make a crap copper. Some of the decisions that I made in that game have been a miserable failure. So I need to get used to things a bit more. Re- <laughs> actually, read the instruction booklet, which I used to do, which no one seems to do these days, <laughs> and actually, you know, bone up on a few details and stuff because I'm really sloppy. But I love the time period. Wow. 1940s LA, man. It's just great, man. Oh, I just, I just love that saying. Seriously, if, even if I hate end up hating this game, I will fall in love with that saying. Um, 
I'm just looking behind me now. Um, apart from that, I've been on a bit of War Thunder. Not as much because I have been on that a lot, and I really want to put some more intention to the my back uh, catalogue. Um, I've got, as I said, I've got my GameCube working again, thanks to that new step-down Transformers. So I've been resuming Resident Evil Remake, and then I'm going to finish Zero. And I have been on these games in, I think it's literally about nine years. Now, I know you're thinking, wow, stop the press. Michael hasn't been on Resident Evil Zero in nine years and all that kind of crazy crap. What, what, what kind of Twilight Zone have we got, um, jumped into here? Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't know why I haven't been on it for so long. I, I've been, go- I you know, I love Resident Evil. Everyone knows that. I, I usually play the um, the PlayStation One games a hell of a lot more, and I think it's just because my I've just been going into more games over that over those few years. My tastes have expanded a lot more, and I've been wanting to try different things. So it just, as much as I love to play them again and again, it's just like, well, I'm not going to get any chance to play these games that I haven't touched before, and I really want to try and um, give a go, which I'm pleased I did because you know I've really got into some great franchises. So I'm glad I have. But you know, now it's time to um, go dip back into the world of survival horror, as they say. So. I'm really enjoying it again. And as I said before on a couple of episodes ago, those games look great. Um, I think that's about all um, at the moment. Uh, just looking around again. Yep, that's about it. So um, I'm looking forward to starting um, GTA 5 at some point. Uh, but yeah, um, I have to talk to Dane about LA in a while because I think um, he really likes that game. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's about it, I think. Um, and that brings us to the closing segment of our podcast. Uh, before we go any further, we have um, a few emails. Uh, this is from our super fan Alfonso Boxil. Um, he uh, this one is seeing uh, <clears throat> Borderlands release uh, being released roughly two years apart. Do you feel that Borderlands Three will be released in 2016 or later down the line? Since Gearbox is talking about releasing new IPs, uh, plus Mike reminding you that you have to make a Twitter account. Uh, we're ignore the last part. Um, <laughs> not really. Um, no news on Twitter yet, Fonz, but I'll I probably cave in eventually. Um, Borderlands. Um, well, um, this was written um, two days ago. Um, I'm not sure if the um, it's Friday, uh, Saturday now. I think the Borderlands prequel was announced by that time. I think so. Presumably, Fonz, if you know about the prequel, uh, that puts things into a different perspective. Um, I think um, there will be a Borderlands 3. I think a, a lot of people predicted there would be before this prequel came about. A lot of mag- Actually, a lot of magazines, one I subscribe to, OPM certainly thinks it's in the works. But um, I think they will make it, but I really don't think we're going to see it for a while yet. I think now that we've got this prequel, I think, if anything, we're likely to see... I'm not an expert on Gearbox, but I think we're likely to see a new IP after this and then Borderlands 3. If they hadn't released Borderlands for pre-sequel or whatever... Um, I reckon we would have seen Borderlands 3 sooner, obviously, but I think we're more, I think really think they're more likely to go down the new IP route after this. That's just my opinion, because that would be the first uh, next-gen project, because this uh, prequel is only on current-generation consoles and PC, so I think uh, when they uh, kind of like dip their feet in the next-gen pool, as it were, I think it's going to be with a new IP, but that's just me. Uh, uh, I don't know about the rest of you guys. What do you reckon? Well, it's not Gearbox making Borderlands the prequel explanation mark. So, oh, it's not. No, it's not. It's two K Australia that's making it. You know. Oh yeah, I think well, Gearbox are involved in it, though, aren't they? In some kind of, I read that if they're, they're still they're involved, but they're not sort of like directly maybe involved. Just, so, oh, maybe it's just a, a sort of a um, you know, sort they're of, advisors. Um, I think advisors. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, um, advisor. Oh, um, either way, I, um, either way, though, I think two Borderlands. Um, you know, I think releasing Borderlands three 
next for Gearbox. I still think that won't be... I still think it's a bit unlikely at the moment. I, I think we'd like to see a new IP. Oh, no, I think we'll um, see Borderlands as well soon from Gearbox because... You reckon? Well, because Gearbox always... They've made Aliens as well in between making Borderlands, remember? Yeah, I just... They didn't make it. Well, they look, They <laughs> pretended to make Aliens. How's that sound? <laughs> well, well, okay. They made the single player, didn't they? No, they no, made the, the multiplayer. Multi- I know they made one version of it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, okay. Well, actually, be, uh, just for the sake of instead of agreeing with Ben all the damn time, because I seem to agree with Ben a lot, I disagree with you, Ben, and say no, I don't think so. We won't have a Borderlands three anytime soon, and we, <laughs> it'd be good to I, see I, who wins. Let's bet ten. Yeah, I also kind of have to disagree. <laughs> Please don't fire me. They're not going to make Borderlands three. I think they're actually going to go and try to redeem themselves for Aliens. And I think they're going to release another Aliens game before oh, they release Aliens wow. 3. Well, they're going to have to um, they have to step up to the plate because Alien Isolation looks really damn good. I know that obviously that's not by um, Gearbox, but yeah, they're going to have to... I reckon every Aliens game will be compared to Isolation because that is looking great. Um, okay, uh, moving on to Bond's uh, next email and last email. Uh, I know you guys talk about uh, with series and sequels before, but I'm starting to get tired of sequels. Examples, um, now God of War 3, Batman... Arkham City and Borderlands 2 are big sellers and are hits with sequels. For me, it kills the anticipation, guys. Do you agree? And again, Mike, create a Twitter account. Um, I'm never going to get away from that, am I? Um, I'm, I've said this before. I'm, I'm a big sequel guy. I'm not. Whether that doesn't make me very original, fair enough. That can be a criticism I wanted to accept. I do like sequels because I know what I like. Um, and I like what I know. Um, but... Uh, I do like new. I do like new um, new ideas. I've embraced some new. I actually some of my favorite games are new. You know, I mean, you know, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, not Red Redemption. Well, I suppose you know it's a, a spiritual successor to Red Dead Revolver. But you know, um, L.A. Noir certainly that was a totally new idea. Um, uh, Heavy Rain, things like that. You know, I really do enjoy these new these new kind of idios you know, more idiosyncratic games compared to some of the you know like the Call of Duties and the you know the Resident Evils and all of that kind of stuff. I like new ideas. I like new. Um, I like I like them break. I like developers who try new things and break new ground. Like I said, Heavy Rain. I love that. That was great, and uh, that wasn't your average AAA shooter. Um, but I do like. Um, I do, like I said, I do like sequels as long as provided they're done right. Well, the biggest problem I have with franchises and sequels is if they mess it up. It really, really, it really sucks if they mess things up because it's great if they do a sequel right, but. For example, with Resident Evil, where they went down a different path with that, and they kind of like, for me, they per- personally, they kind of ruined what I like about Resident Evil. I don't dislike the new games. I just don't think they're great Resident Evil games. And so when, you've got se- when you're looking forward to sequels, it can be quite disheartening when you, t- you take a, fr- a franchise, using Resident Evil as an example, taking a franchise and changing it like that. that, that that's really... That for me, that's very disheartening when that happens. So I have to be careful about that. But in terms of the sequels that we got this generation, I'm really happy with what they've done with a lot of games. I mean, like for example, Assassin's Creed. I know obviously there's not a lot of love for Assassin's Creed on PSU, let alone this podcast. But I do like those games. And every year, I bought the game. I've got how I got the biggest collecting, most expensive collection edition there is, and I have enjoyed those games. I've liked some more than the others, but. Assassin's Creed gets announced, I know I'm going to get it, and I pretty much know I'm going to like it. There's like a, a high chance I'm going to like it. And for things like that, I look forward to it. You know, every, I can count on it every year, and it hasn't let me down yet, really, despite a few hiccups along the way. So I, I like that kind of thing. But 
Um, yeah, I I think there's a danger. I think personally, um, I think the industry does need. Obviously, the industry needs times when you're gonna you're gonna try something different, and I do embrace that as well. So um, I, I'm kind of like I think I'm more certainly for me personally. If I look back at myself, um, sorry, I'm going on a bit here, but I've definitely become more open to new ideas than I used to be. But when I was um, a teenager and in my early 20s, I was much more reluctant to accept new ideas and new series. I was very kind of stubborn. I'd only go after like, it'd be like the Tomb Raiders, the Resident Evils, the Silent Hills, the Devil May Crows, and I wouldn't really branch out. But I, especially since the GameCube days, I've really branched out more. So um, personally for me, I, I'm really happy that I've done that. And well, I didn't expect to say that much actually, but um, yeah, a bit of a personal reflection there on me, just looking back at my tastes and trends. Um, how about the rest of you guys? Uh, how, how do you feel with sequels and everything? I think that sequels are a good thing. Yeah. Um, quite frankly, take a look at Uncharted. Yeah. Um, Uncharted 1 was a good game, but that's all. Then you had Uncharted 2, which was amazing. And then you yeah. had Uncharted 3, which was even better. And it's like, without sequels, we wouldn't have that. Without sequels, we wouldn't have Infamous Second Son. You know, without sequels, we wouldn't have a lot of great games. We wouldn't have Mass Effect 2. You know, we'd have just had Mass Effect 1. Sequels, yeah. sequels, are, sequels are good. I love sequels. Let, let me rephrase. I love good sequels. Okay? Yeah. I love good sequels. <laughs> there, are some, there are some times when it's like, like, oh, you know, that works. Let's do it again. And the second time around, everyone's just like, oh, okay. Um... I love good sequels, but I, I do think there is a problem because you said, for example, um, Mike, you were talking about how you hate when people, when, when companies make sequels and then they change everything too much. Yes, I use Resident Evil as an example there because that was a drastic change from like pre-4 and post-4. It just kind of speaks to the fact that you can't please everybody because at Infamous Second Son a lot of people took points off of their reviews for Infamous Second Son because it played too much like Infamous. Which is weird to me because I'm like, what else is it supposed to play like? You know, it, it's an Infamous yeah. game. What, what, what do you want? They changed absolutely everything but the fact that it's an Infamous game. So there are some people who say, you know, change things or don't change things. But regardless, sequels, sequels are important. And um, I don't think that the gaming industry would be the same without sequels if everything was absolutely brand new. Um, and there, there was no continuation with these, with these great stories that we invest our time in. I don't think the gaming industry would be the same. Very well said. Um, this has turned into quite a nice little topic, actually. Uh, how about the rest of you guys, Gary, Ben? You want to weigh in? Um, I don't care. It doesn't matter who starts. Whoever, um, whoever, whoever's feeling something. <laughs> I think, I think sequels, like Glenn said, are very important. I think the industry needs sequels. Um, I think a lot of people, when they play a game, they, they love the, the characters and the story so much that they want more of it. And, you know, like Glenn said, you know, Uncharted, you know, everybody fell in love with Nathan Drake and, and, yeah. and all those guys. They want more of those characters. You know, it's, it's kind of the same thing with, with movies. Why do so many movies get so many sequels? It's, it's pretty much the same concept. Um, I think the, the, the problem with, with, with new IPs, though, is it just costs so much money. And time to create a new IP when you can just reuse assets from the last games. Yeah, especially if the new IP bombs. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a huge risk for a lot of companies. And yeah. the, the the problem with new IPs as well is it's so hard to innovate nowadays 
in, in genres, like especially like first person shooter genres, like there's only so much you can do now to differentiate yourself from from other first person shooters. And it, it it just gets to the point where I think using what people already know and what people already love, just building upon that rather than starting all over all the time. Like we're getting so many reboots now with games and some of them are succeeding, some of them are not. People love the old stuff rather than the new stuff, even though it's the same type of game. Like yeah. you brought you brought up uh, Infamous playing the same way and I always bring up uh, like a game like Dynasty Warriors where it, it technically hasn't changed, but the scores have dropped every single time. And I'm like, how do you drop points for a game that plays exactly the same if the last one you gave a good score, but the next one you give a bad score because it's the same game. It, to me, it kind of doesn't make any sense to, to draw points for games like that. Nicely said, Ben, man. Um, ben, how about you? I feel exactly the same, to be honest. It's weird. But at the same time, it's very hard to scale because even if... Let's just say you rate a game because... Let's say, oh, it would be better with better graphics, but you, the same game comes out later on and it has better graphics... It's weird. Do you give it the extra point or points for better graphics, or do you give it the same? And but then you feel hypocritical because the last review you said, well, that's what you wanted. It's it's very weird. The whole sort of it's reviews. As we've always said, reviews are always opinion anyway. To be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, I've got no real opinion on this. To be honest, but yeah, it's a bit weird. I agree. Yeah, it's one of a yeah, it's a. One of those um, high points of um, debate, I think, in contention. It's very, you know, you can't have one without the other in a way. But, you know, yeah, it's um, a bit like, as Gary said, but with new IP, there's a huge risk as well. Um, I mean, um, if you look at, uh, oh, well, from this generation, actually, we've got, um, I'm trying to think of some big, um, I mean, so there were some great games that actually fe- that kind of failed miserably, actually. I mean, it's I hate singling one guy out, but um, I think... Uh, um, uh, Suda fifty one Goichi uh, uh, is that how you pronounce it Goichi is that it Goichi Suda um, I do apologise if I just butchered your name uh, if he's listening <laughs> which he probably wouldn't be anyway but yeah anyway yeah, Suda fifty one the guy from Grasshopper a lot of his games have done haven't done very well at all and he's um, in terms of sales and he's released a lot of different titles you know we've had um, uh, Lollipop Chainsaw um, uh, Shadows of the Damned, uh, Killer is Dead, I think that was the latest one, Killer is Dead, and he's got another one coming out now uh, soon, I think, on PS4. You know, that, that, that's just an example of some games. You know, obviously those are all new um, intellectual pro- properties, and um, they haven't done really well, so it, it's very risky. I think, I think I remember reading it's pretty much, unless you're a, a major AAA developer, you're not um, launching a new IP, you're going to have a really hard time with it, which is a shame, because... Um, it's, uh, there's some really cool ideas going on there, especially in Japan, I think. And, I think um, it's with Suda, though. He always makes profits, no matter how much they sell. He does? Yeah, he always makes profit on those games, because he has, he sets the budget lower than the previous games. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, he, suppose, he always yeah. makes money. Even if it doesn't sell as well as a AAA game, it's it's still yeah. more money than he spent, which is good oh, budgeting, okay, really. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that's fair enough. Yeah, but even... Um, yeah, but um, the, uh, like I said, the... Uh, you know, new IPs are a risk, and it's a shame when things don't work out. I think because um, um, a lot of people, um, a lot of course, a lot of people these days are turning to um, Kickstarter, aren't they? With um, games and stuff, if they, you know, 
they're having trouble getting things off the ground ordinarily, they go to Kickstarter and um, it's um, some. There's been quite. Uh, there's one game on there that I really liked the look of, which was Shadow of the Eternals, which is a a spiritual a spiritual successor to Eternal Darkness, which was on the GameCube, and I really liked that. And that certainly didn't get off the ground, but it's um yeah, um, it's a shame anyway. Um, it, it, it's it's funny with Kickstarter since you brought it. Up, it's funny because I think Kickstarter is the perfect thing to see how much people really want a sequel to that game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everybody's like, we want a sequel to Eternal Darkness. It's our mo we we want it so bad. And then here's your chance to get it and you all of a sudden don't want it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, people yeah. are doing the same thing with Shenmue. Put Shenmue three on Kickstarter. Yeah. You know, yeah. Go for it and see how much people really want Shenmue three. <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally, man. <laughs> yeah, totally. If, I am. I'm one of. I'm one of them. But, if Shenmue um, yeah. Three went on Kickstarter, I would throw my wallet at the screen and go take it all. Just take it all. I, I'm pretty sure it'll be successful, but I'm yeah. just I know as an overall Shenmue. thing. I think you see a lot of a lot of games. I remember uh, they had a uh, Mutant Football League. If if you guys remember that game, uh, it was for the Sega Genesis. Um, all right. Everybody's like, we want a new Mutant Football League. Like it was one of the most requested. You know reboots for for a game and then all of a sudden it appears on kickstarter and it doesn't meet its goal it's like well i guess you guys really didn't want it as didn't want it yeah i've never exactly. heard of that console before what's that it, it, what is that <laughs> <laughs> what? the sega uh, the sega mega yeah. drive was that what yes. you, you say uh, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> you're crazy americans oh <laughs> uh, yeah mega drive slash genesis um okay uh well that's um that's actually a wrap now, guys. Um, but uh, before we go, I'll just see if we've got any shout-outs to give. Um, ben, how about you? You got any shout-outs you want to oh, um, I got a, an out? interesting tweet from Shahid a couple of nights ago. He said right. that he's going to be doing more podcasts soon and that we're oh, first on the list. So, oh, wicked. Yeah. You heard it here first, guys. Shahid. Um, yeah. So you heard that here. Um, it's my usual Twitter fans, KMK Gamer. Uh, Fonz, of course, and all my other Twitter oh, yeah. followers. Thank you for putting up with my tweets. Cool. And what's your Twitter, Ben? Uh, so Chili underscore you. UK. You can also contact me at ben.shilabithall at psu.com. You can also contact Sweet. me on the forums at Chili. Awesome. Um, Gary, do you have any shout-outs at all? If not, uh, read out your Twitter either way. <laughs> uh, just shout-outs to uh, everybody on my Twitter. Uh, right now, everybody who's following me, I apparently got more followers now, slowly growing after I announced the addition to my campaign to get more fall. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked. Uh, yeah, so thank you to all of you. Thank you to all the listeners. Thank you guys for having me on. Pleasure. Uh, you can you can reach me at uh, on Twitter at Gagwaluj, that's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H, or you can reach me by email at Gary, that's G-A-R-R-I, at PSU.com. What's your Twitter name again? How do you pronounce it? Gagwaluj. <laughs> Is that a Russian name? <laughs> uh, it, it actually, it's a nickname of my Russian name, yes. Oh, wicked. Cool, man. Of the uh, I might pronounce in Russian, it's, it's just a little nickname that my, my family Cool, man. <laughs> and finally, Glenn, how about you, mate? Any shout-outs? If not, just uh, read out your Twitter uh, handle if you have one. I can't remember if you've got Twitter. I would like to just uh, let, you, let you guys know, RDGH, episode 13, coming up this week. Um, make sure you tune in. 
Subscribe to PlayStation Unchained and RDGH on iTunes, and you can have all of our amazing podcasts downloaded to all your iThings automatically. If you want to reach me, you can. I am at GoGlen underscore on Twitter, at G-O-G-L-E-N-N underscore on Twitter. Or you can email me at glenn.gordon at psu.com. Awesome, man. Wow, that just leaves me. Uh, I'd like to give a um, shout-out to, first of all, for the podcast team, guys. Pleasure, as always. It's been great. Um, the whole um, PSU crew, uh, Fonz, my mate Richard Walker, who I met at the uh, Konami event, uh, my mate Robert Price, really cool guy, massive Resident Evil fan. Everyone, all our listeners, all our readers on PSU.com, uh, we hope to be back up soon. Uh, well, obviously, by the time you heard this, I bloody hope we're back out, back online. There's <laughs> something seriously wrong there. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else to say. No, I don't think there is anything oh, else to say. That's... A new challenger appears. Uh, we have a special guest next week, by the way. Oh, yes. Dun, dun. A new challenger awaits. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, are we allowed to say or not? Well, yeah. Rob's wet slots will be on next week. Yeah. yeah Rob's what? Yeah. Rob, um, Rob's wet sloot. Yeah, damn it. Work. I got it wrong. Yeah. It's wet sloot, I think. Yeah. Who uh, used to work for PSU and was a podcast staple. He will be joining us again. Really, really cool guy. For, you, um, for those of you who don't know him, Gary and Glenn. He's a, a top bloke. Um, I actually cool. met well, him before as actually staff. Oh, there we go. Uh, and I actually might be meeting him as well yeah. at an event um, early May, hopefully, oh, if all goes sweet. to plan. Uh, well, yeah, uh, the year before I became staff, I was at Eurogamer Expo. I ended up chatting with someone in front of me at the Assassin's Creed event because I was going to watch the developers conference. All right. Uh, ended up chatting and it, and it was Rob. I didn't. I oh, wasn't in past. I didn't. He was like, oh, yeah, right for PSU. I was like, oh, my God, I'm a forum member at PSU. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, small world, isn't it? Cool. Okay, guys, well, that's been um, episode uh, 30... What, what, what are we now? <laughs> 30, or 35. 35. 35, God. It's, oh, God, man, I'm getting old. Just think your rage plus 47. five. Yeah, I, as I said, Russian vodka plays heavy with head. You're very welcome. Thank you. Okay, guys, well, thanks very much for joining me, guys. That was awesome, as always. Uh, we hope to see you guys again next week. And the only thing that's left to say is it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. Later, guys.